and what is going on everybody out there all of you buttes and beauties it is episode number 119 of hat trick hockey which is brought to you by our good friends over at gl heritage the official beer of hat trick hockey if you like our hats there mine and tristan's hats mine and rob's shirts if you like those just smash the the uh, link on the post will bring you right into the store for you to collect all your sweet hth merch before we get going here, we'll bring in the boys. We'll bring in Tristan first inside Barker Builds. Tristan, what's up, brother? Uh, you know, life is going good right now. I'm getting ready for Christmas. Uh, got to, um, you know, just I'm laying back and uh, watching some hockey before the holidays. Watched a good World Cup game as well. Fantastic. I didn't know soccer was so exciting, but <laughs> football. for Yeah. Well, yeah, football for all the diehards, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll bring in Rob inside Clue and Sun Roofing Studios. Rob, what's up, brother? Oh, you know, living the dream. But I would like to uh, place a personal apology, and it has nothing to do with you guys. I was the one that said it. Um, I would like to apologize to the Amherstburg um, staff, uh they do have a beauty of an organization and i would just like to apologize for saying what i said i didn't even realize i said it and uh yeah i i, I truly am sorry and i'm also going to uh extend our apologies to the s673s as well considering we are a sponsor of them so i i don't want to make anything look look bad or anything or them catch any flack with us at all either too so I want to reach out to them and say we're sorry as well. So hopefully we can all put this behind us and we can all move on forward and enjoy 73's hockey and junior hockey and stuff in this area and pump it up like we do so well. So yes. I love all the teams. All so hopefully we can yep. move past this. So in the meantime, boys, it's around the holidays. There's lots of hockey on. There's lots of everything going on here. Um, we'll start off with Rob's Leafs first. There, there was a little bit of a trade, was there not, between the Avs and the Leafs? Are you asking me? I'm asking both of you guys. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know about the trade. Okay, uh, Tristan, the, Tristan the, knows uh, about the Tristan knows. Let about me the trade. let me fill you in then. Yeah. All right. So the <laughs> uh, the situation is there has been it's pretty minor trade, but it could have big implications for the future. Uh, what happened was a bottom about fourth line guy for the Colorado Avalanche heads on over to. Toronto. His name is Dryden Hunt. He's uh 28. He's a right shot forward who he's he's kind of been in and out of the AHL to NHL. One of that fringe NHLer guy, but he's a very hard worker. He got his shot last year with the Rangers. Had a good showing with them, and Toronto picks up a good depth guy who's going to help their penalty kill. But in exchange, Toronto sends away a uh pretty highly touted prospect who was uh, originally with the Florida Panthers organization, then came to Toronto for Mason Marchment. That trade looks like a big ouch now. But uh, Dennis Mulligan is his name, and he will he's like your uh, value village Malkin. <laughs> He'll be going the other way to, uh, to the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So we'll see if he gets a better shot there. They're an injury-riddled team right now, looking for some skilled guys for their top six. He has that potential. Uh, played a bit with Marner and Tavares uh, to start off the year, and it didn't really pan out. So we'll see how that goes. What do you think, Rob? Um, the the Hunt kid that they picked up, well, twenty eight, whatever. Um, isn't he a kind of a a ruffian? Like he's got so, he's got some piss and vinegar uh, in his pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's like a he's like a a terrier, you know, like a he's not that guy. big, like a like a bunting though, like yeah, a, exactly, like that that kind of gritty. He's, he's gritty not quite, kind of guy. He's better than bunting defensively, I'd say. He's a really good penalty killer. Uh, like he, yeah, he grinds hard. He's a grinder. That's he goes out there and works hard. He's gonna get that puck off the boards. You know, he's uh, a real trooper out there for the team. Then where do you, the where do you, where do you put him on uh, in the uh, Toronto lineup? Third line, fourth line. You know, and if they wanted him to, like, he keeps pace. He's a very fast skater. 
Um, but I, I'd say probably third line, uh, playing with Cal Yarncroke and Pierre Engvall or Alex Kerfoot, one of those guys. Uh, I think that'd do well for him. Yeah, if they could just get rid of that contract, eh, Kerfoot? <laughs> My God. Um, speaking of contracts, what's that guy's name? Uh, Artem, was it Zuber, 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 Zuber? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, where's he at? He's in Ottawa? He's with the Sens. Yes, he is. Do we so know I, I can talk about it? that signing if you would like. Yeah, go ahead. Of course. So the deal is four years uh, with a total of $18.4 million. That gives an average annual value of how much was which is for AAV? Four point six million. Okay. And he is a uh, a left shot defense or sorry, right shot defenseman. Six mm-hmm. two, uh, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and he uh, he's been doing well with uh, Ottawa. You know, when uh, Shabbat has been injured lately, he's been playing top pairing minutes and he does well uh you got power play time last year for them and Ottawa really um saw him as a valuable piece and they choose to extend him the interesting thing about Artem Zub is he was never drafted uh he came straight out of the KHL uh after having a really good year and um Ottawa felt he you know every year there's that one player that's an undrafted guy mm-hmm. where teams are kind of about four or five teams will eye him. Zub was one of those guys, and the Sens want him. And, uh, you know, by extending him, they ultimately, uh, it looks like a great decision, in my opinion. He's a really good uh, two-way guy, kills penalties, has a big body. He hits people, uh, and he can score, too, when he wants to. He's got a good wrist shot from the point. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's definitely good for the Sens moving forward, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially now, like, right when you get in these situations where you need that guy, you can play all up and down your decor with anyone because a lot of guys, especially if they're offensively inclined, they can become hard to play with, right? You got to kind of get a read on them. Zub is really stable in both ends of the air. Mm-hmm. To get a, a solid two-way defenseman for under $5 million. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you guys see the fucking Ryan Reeves hit on on Philip Ronick? Yes. Do you, did, did you see that hit, Rob? Yep. For anybody that said that it was a bad hit or this or that, okay, and I'm a Red Wings fan. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? The guy's skating through the middle of the ice with his head down with the puck, and Reeves wasn't skating. He was in a glide, shoulder tucked. It was a fucking textbook body check. Textbook. Pick your head up when yep. you're skating through the middle of the ice with the puck, especially knowing that he's on the ice. And he threw a big hit later on in the game. Who else did he lay out? He laid out someone and he ended up Lindstrom. Fighting. Gus yeah, Lindstrom. And then he fought Sherratt. Yeah. Well, fought Sherratt. Sort of. More like they he just clocked him in the side of the match. head. Yeah. But still, like, you know what I mean? I Detroit, I think, needs to get somebody in there so this shit doesn't happen. Because, like, Reeves was fucking running around that game and he had nobody to deal with. Who's going to deal with him there? They got nobody. Nobody. Did you see it, Rob? What did you uh, think of the hit? Well, I thought it all started when uh, Biz Nasty started uh, ruffling uh, yeah, Reeves' Biz, feathers. Biz did piss him off. <laughs> he caught him going. And he was like, yeah, talk to me when you score a goal. Yeah, and, and then he told Biz he was a fucking AHL plug. Yeah. Just a picture. <laughs> yeah, so funny. But nice I, I'll picture. bet you that's what got him going. And he's oh, like, yeah, well, I'll show you that I still can play. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, like there's not too many teams that have somebody to match up with him. I would say like Patrick Maroon, Jack Eye, um, Tom Wilson. And mm-hmm. even Tom Wilson doesn't want a part of him. But I, if he has to go, I know he'll go. Like, yeah. but. Jamie that's, Ben. That's uh, uh what's his name? Uh Dermot. Uh Delorier there too. He likes to go. Yeah, so there's like a handful of guys Jamie in the ben. NHL that can do that job, but I, I think every, I think it's still in the game, so every team needs one. I find that the um role of the tough guy, shall we say, I think is starting to ramp up again in the NHL. Yeah, have you guys kind of noticed that? 
Well, you need them for the playoffs. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you need to have those guys in the playoffs. Some, like Some sort of toughness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you should say that, uh, that teams for the playoffs want a guy like that. The Florida Panthers made a trade three-way with the Red Wings and the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. So three-way trades, there's no easy way to explain them. Uh, they're always confusing as heck. So I'll just explain it in terms that make sense. So, uh, in order for the Ducks gave, uh, I think it was Delzato. Delzato. No, sorry. So the Panthers gave Delzato to Detroit, and Detroit sent them Giovanni Smith. Yes. Then the Anaheim Ducks subsequently received Michael Delzato in exchange for Danny O'Regan, who is a, I don't know, like a depth forward. He's, he came out of college, uh, never really held an NHL spot, but he has played NHL games. So interestingly, Florida, who's uh, currently, I believe, in a wild card spot, um, picks up a tough guy. And Giovanni Smith, who is really the who uh, would get out there and throw punches. So I... Florida wants a tough guy. Detroit seems not to need him. To be fair, uh, he wasn't really in a situation for success in Detroit. They kind of are building a bit of a different team than I think what what uh, he would be needed in. I think Eisman feels that these guys can be, you know, they can be picked up, right? They yeah. can be found. Uh, like Arbor Jack guy. He was a late draft pick, and now look at him, right? So these guys who get the high pims because they're willing to go out there and match up, there's a lot of spirited hockey players, and he feels that they don't need Smith as of right now. And acquiring, I believe by acquiring um, O'Regan from the Ducks, he's providing uh, better depth for the Grand Rapids Griffins in case they want to make a playoff run. That's what I was just going to say. Is that more of an AHL move than exactly an NHL move? And uh, the Ducks ended up getting uh, Michael Delzato uh, back, I believe. I believe they had Delzato either last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. And uh, they get Delzato, you know, reliable bottom pair guy. Been around the league for a long time. Uh, most notably back in the day, he was with the Rangers, yeah. very successful with them. And, uh, when they had that squad under Tortorella and he also played for Tortorella in Columbus. So, um, Tortorella, they understand hard work and, uh, Delzato is one of those guys. So Anaheim picks up a bottom pair guy who can kind of be there in case injuries happen or anything else of the sort. Mm-hmm. Well, what I don't understand is you, you if you're going to pick up a tough guy, he's got to be able to play minutes, right? You can't just have him come out and play in the playoffs because that's kind of the worst case scenario. So, oh, like Mike Foligno, right? But but like, why 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 wouldn't you have him be able to play in a regular season or you know teach right. him yeah how to be an NHL player and not just be a call up for what one or two games during the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, like uh, Ryan Reeves is going to be sitting I, I on the bench to... and going to get probably, you know, seven minutes a game in the playoffs. Tom Wilson is going to get 11 to 15. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you've got right. to have these, these, there's still room in the game for those tough guys. And I think you have to develop them. Right. I, I, and I also want to apologize earlier. I misspoke. I said, Mike Foligno, who was an incredible hockey player. <laughs> I meant to say Nick, uh, his son <laughs> who was, was good, but the Leafs ended up getting him and he didn't really pan out. They gave him for a first round pick for a tough guy and it all went to waste kind of. So yeah, now is he, he in Boston doing really now, well? now he's in Boston and they probably are going to buy out his contract. Why? Well, so. I, I, I didn't even think they could uh, afford him to keep him once they uh, got him. I think it was I just was shocked when I found out what they paid push. Because they paid him a, a nice amount for a fucking older guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. For a debt what is they gave up? It, was, it, not, not so much they paid him. They kind of just took over his contract and then kind of released him and Boston picked him up. 
or yeah. he was a free agent. That's he was, was a free agent. He was yeah. a free agent, him. and he went and signed with Boston. But I think Trump it was a two-year deal, was it not? I thought it was a two-year. Yeah. Two or three, yeah. That's and it was, uh, what is it, 3.5? Something like that, yeah. It's pretty expensive. Oh, shit. <laughs> and there's still a fucking wagon, too, in Boston. Oh, my kids. gosh, are they <laughs> ever, eh? He reminded me of, a, like, a, a Marty LaPointe, uh, you know yeah. what I mean, a, a Bertuzzi, like a guy yeah. that could go in, score goals, but beat the living shit out of you, too. So, who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe ends up being a... You know, a uh, $900,000 guy in the Toronto, Toronto picks him up because he, they're going to need some toughness because any given night, Toronto is the second toughest team on the ice. Yeah, they got to figure something out. Yep. And they're going to need it for playoffs because they got no bangers. They got bunting. Who we Wayne saw train, not, baby. Hey, who we <laughs> seen get manhandled by a referee for fuck's sake. Do you guys see the Skinner fucking cross check? Yeah. Who did he get? Who's right, right in the fucking lips? Whoever it was, it was like it was a gnarly one. I'm trying to think who it was. I think what so did he get bad. out of it though? He got like two or three games, I think. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Oh, no. he like cross check. I mean, just straight in the mouth, right in like enough to where it snaps your head back. It like was a, uh, as dispenser kid. Oh yeah, Jake, it was. It like, was Jake Gensel. Oh, that's who we. Yeah, who we cross checked. What did he end up getting out of it? Two games. Mm. I think so. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was. They were kind of because he got slashed first, right? Yeah, they, Which, they were. Whatever. It was on the it was on the pants on the side of the leg or whatever. Yeah, and then he he starts going at Gensel, giving him a couple, and then one goes like above his chest pad, right in the kisser, mm-hmm. and it was it had some force behind it. Oh yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I know when I seen it, I was like, whoa, you might be getting a call from the league on that one. I just yeah, and I'm sure that. a lot of people know who watch this. It doesn't feel good getting that cold stick in the face, eh? No, it doesn't at all. And what the hell is going on? So the Leafs, what happened in the fucking Leafs game the other night? Everybody's talking about this linesman that gave bunting a shove, right? So what? Yeah, how, Rob was what just all, talking about it. Yeah, what? It, what it wasn't happened? just a shove. It was like a manhandle, like and that, like so they they there was a thing on. Uh, Oh, what what is that one sports show with um, uh, O'Neill and and all those guys? Um, Jeff O'Neill. Yeah, the uh, TSN, the like hockey show there. Yeah, and, well, they were showing insiders they were, they were, or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's insiders. Uh, anyways, they were talking. They were showing like all these refs manhandling uh, players, oh, and there was one. Uh, one ref manhandling Darcy Tucker, wheel him into the the penalty box, and and like I want to say Dowdy and uh, a couple other monsters, um, Gratton, I want to say was in there. I, I'm not exactly sure. I was just kind of trying to read the nameplates on the back of the, but it was an all out brawl. And when he grabbed a hold of Tucker, like he fired him into the penalty box, yeah. and like. Tucker hit the ground and everything. Like, yeah, that was it, a referee, it, referee that grabbed. Yeah, him, but right? Bunt, still, whatever referee linesman. There's still officials. Yeah, but when Bunting put his arms out like that, that was the only thing from him hitting the ground. I've seen but, too when he when he went through through the door and he gave him a little bit of shove. I seen like the ref wasn't sure. Like he grabbed him again by the front of his jersey, like hoping that he wasn't gonna fall. Did like you guys notice that too? Yeah. Because I was like, whoa. I remember a couple of weeks ago, we were just talking about that in Junior C, the way, you know, like, oh, I yeah, understand that you have to get control shirts, of the situation, but there's got to be a limit. Like, because when, when when does when does the hockey player snap and and go off on the ref? Right. Well, or, refs, or some refs are big. Some refs are big dudes, too. Absolutely. Oh, look, yeah. at, look at the pies or, or the pies and, and the floods like. Yeah, just around this area. But then you think about, you know, and and I guess that that guy was um, an NHL player, uh, more of an AHL player, but he also got a cup of coffee in in the NHL, but obviously knows how balance and all that, you know what I mean? But there's still there's still a manhandling uh, Mm. uh, perspective there that and it's not like that shouldn't be happening. 
and it's not like there was scraps going everywhere to where he's trying to like push him through to get no, back. He's there. just like, getting him off the mean? ice. Yeah, it was it was it was just like a minor fucking scrum. Like it wasn't yeah. anything wasn't anything crazy. Like I said, there was fights all over. I know he could probably say, I was just trying to get him off the ice on a hurry so I could go back and attend to right. what's going there on. There was nothing on ice, else right? going on after that. So in a way he's got no real reason to be able to fucking do that. But no, but where do you where do you draw the line? Does does he get disciplinary action? Like if if uh if an NHL player or any kind of hockey player manhandled a, a linesman like that, where are they? I feel like abuse of a like official, 20 game suspension, be, abuse of a referee or the KHL official, I think or official is an automatic game misconduct. Is it not? So does he get one too? I would imagine if the league thinks it's that bad, I'm sure they're going to reach out to him. I haven't heard where it's, where it's gone to, but like, you know, like he would be getting uh, a disciplinary hearing. Uh, mm-hmm. The NHL player would be getting a dis- disciplinary hearing. I would think by the NHL and like, where are we at with the mm. official, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah Does anything it. come of that? No, I haven't heard anything yet, but we're definitely going to, going to watch for it. We're definitely going to like keep an eye on that for sure. It's well, fair like, is fair, right? Mm. Right. Um, Verona back yes. with the Red Wings now. He's back Indeed. with the team. He's not in the lineup yet, but he's back with the team. I believe he entered the league program, correct? Yes, the uh, NHLPA Player Assistance Program. Yeah, so he's back from that. He was gone in, what, a couple months, I think, almost, probably? Yeah, I, I believe two months is the minimum you can be in that program. I think 60 days is the what they want you in there. Oh, okay. Sixty. He was in there for about 66, 67. Why was he in there? Uh, they're not going to release that. Yeah, they're, they oh. haven't really said. A yeah. lot of the times, if a guy's in there, it's usually like alcohol abuse. Yeah, it's usually abuse. drugs or alcohol okay. usually right. when they're in there. So, Or if they're having some some like mental stuff going on, maybe they might go into that as well. But a lot of the times, it's usually substance is, is usually what it is. But for the Red Wings, it'd be a nice little nice little add back <laughs> into the lineup. So he's I'm sure they're going to welcome him with open arms when he's ready to go. So, good luck to him. By the way, we're definitely watching. Absolutely, Holy smokes. Yeah, he as it goes for expected goals for last year, only two players were ahead of uh, Vrana in expected goals for while they're on the ice: Austin Matthews and Alexander Ovechkin. Mm. Boom. So that tells you his shooting ability. Yeah, when we need that in the lineup right now. So. Yeah. We're definitely happy to have him back whenever he gets back. Um, you pointed out something too that was pretty funny, uh, Tristan, in the Hurricanes game. You, it was something with Seth Jarvis jersey. Yeah, I could pull that up right now. Uh, I'll see if it goes into focus for anyone who is watching. But um, the other night, the uh, Canes wore their—I believe it's the reverse retros mm-hmm. uh, for this year. So basically, the early two thousands, you know, Eric Stahl, yeah, Rob who's their coach there, Rob Brindamore era, and yeah. Seth Jarvis's jersey. It would appear that they stitched his logo on upside down, <laughs> and just left it like that. So, anyone who is viewing, look at this. You can see it's inverted and upside down. Okay, so which one is right, the one on the left or right? So the one over. Here is correct. Okay, so the black that on one the left-hand side is correct. The, the black on the left, or yes, the black on the left-hand side is right. The one that's on the right-hand side is wrong. That's the one that's upside down. Right. Well, yeah, my my left, you're right. Yeah. You would have to have a pretty good eye to catch that just by looking at that, no? I would have never caught it. I, I would have I... never fucking caught that. I, yeah, no. If I if I saw it on their own, obviously, if I see two players by their side, yeah, then you'll notice. But just on its own, I would have never noticed. Yeah, like like if you just see them out there whipping around in the freaking warm up, like you wouldn't really notice that. No, it might. Uh, it could look a little weird because the shadows don't really make sense. Because I always remember in the middle, there's that black over the eye. Yeah. And that's how I always remember it. So to see it under would just be, but then again, it's the reverse retro. So they took it too literally. 
<laughs> to, to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. literally reverse. It, it, it's almost funny, like over. how it could be made backwards. But I could see with that, or is logo, it upside down? It's like I don't know. It's it's bothish. <laughs> it's it's upside down. It's upside down. Yeah, it's inverted. So, and yeah. I could see how with that logo, that mistake can kind of be made with that logo. You know what well, I mean? Well, someone's like, getting fired still. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you're, you're crushing, like, if you're crushing beers at work, yeah, like you, you wouldn't do that with a Wings logo or a Leafs logo or. You hey, know, or, I know I have a buddy that has a tattoo on his arm that the wing is backwards. Oh no. It looks so wrong. <laughs> and I never even noticed it till all my buddies were chirping him about oh it. God. But we won't go there about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny though. Oh, yeah. Man. So that's kind of funny. Um, a not so funny note. Tristan, you had uh, all the beats on what's going on with the London Knights right now. Yes. So um, the entire hockey community, and it's always sad to say stories like this, but Unfortunately, um, there is some good that can come out of it as it as it goes for raising awareness over mental health. Uh, but the hockey community is mourning the passing of an 18-year-old young man from Russia by the name of uh, Abakar Kazbakov, who sadly passed away um, December the 17th, I believe, in the early morning hours. And it's uh, it's terrible to hear and uh high trick hockey we obviously being a part of the hockey community send our condolences to the as well as the entire um hockey community and london knights organization it's mm -hmm. always terrible to hear uh stuff like this going on and anybody to and i mean anybody not just hockey players or this or that if you're struggling with something with mental health and everything, talk to somebody, reach out mm -hmm. to somebody. There's resources out there and there's people that can help you work through this. So it's terrible to see He's such a young guy and obviously had a bright future. He's playing in London and he's their import, right? So he's obviously, yep. he's a fantastic talent. Yep. So it's, it sucks. Like he's, like I said, he's so young and for, him to be going through that and, and now his team's got to deal with all that stuff and everything. It sucks. It sucks for everybody involved. And um, so, yeah, so we just want to, like you said, to kind of jump on with you there, Tristan, we kind of reach out to the, uh, to the London Knights and we're sorry. And we're, we're uh, thinking of you. And, and like I said, everybody, if you're struggling, reach out, there's no harm in, in doing well, it. You're, I, you're I would never just alone. like to I would just like to add on to that. Like if you listen to this podcast and you, you have our page, there's a phone number on there that you can call and get a hold of us at, at, at any time. Yes. We're all on Facebook. And if you need to reach out that we can help you out, like by, by pushing you in the right direction, nothing is that bad in your life that you have to take your own. Mm. So just think about everybody else around you that loves you and cares about you. And uh, just remember there, there, there's always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well said. Um, on a more, well, I don't, I'll say more positive note than that. The uh, Marner streak done at 23 games. Um, what a fucking run though. What a fucking run that kid had. He that he fucking skates. I don't know how his brain thinks as quick as his hands and, and how fast he skates. Like, you know what I mean? Like just some of the plays he makes, what a shot he's got. I like the now that they got him playing D on the power play. I don't like it necessarily when they're full strength. I don't really because he's not really a big body to be able to throw a, a hit or this or that. Or not to mention you don't want guys flicking the puck in his corner and going in there and fucking rocking them all the time too, right? So but I don't know, man. He he's an amazing talent. He sees the ice very well. He's got a great shot, and he's fuck. I think of all the guys that have those big deals, like obviously Matthews is worth it. But if I'm going next to him, he's definitely next in line for his deal is worth what they're paying him. What do you guys think, Rob? Go to you. Uh, first. I, I I don't like him playing defense. I think there's absolutely no reason for him to play defense. If if there isn't a guy on that team that can play in that five on five situation, that he's got to go back there and play. 
you you have big problems. Mm. Um, he's a he's a he's a puck puck moving forward. He makes everybody better on the ice when he's on the ice. So, um, the the run was fantastic. It was very exciting. Like you 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 could see the guys on the bench getting so excited. Like I had never even seen Austin Matthews get that excited about hockey. You know, mm. like when he got his uh, uh, Daryl Sittler uh, tie and then go ahead. Like you seen him pumping tires and, you know, they, they, they just couldn't wait to celebrate on Xbox and, you know, just let her go, let her fly. You know, like there wasn't even a fucking beer going to be drank in that dressing room. Cause he got uh water bukkakeed when he <laughs> walked in. So. Should have been beer. <laughs> so. Sponsored answer by me this um i i got a question for you guys and it's pertaining to uh marner and if he scores over 100 points this year which he is on pace to do do you believe that he should be considered eligible for the norris trophy if he plays at minimum let's say 30 games on the back end do you think he would be considered like, let's say, like a guy like Roman Yossi, right? Last year he won it and he had like 104 points or something. Mm-hmm. If Marner does that, just center his past, whatever, five, six years in the NHL now. Almost seven, actually. But um, who's to say he can't all of a sudden win the Norris, right? How does that work? Do you what do you guys think? I think he could possibly be in the running for it, but I don't know if he would necessarily win it. Not with me. You got guys like fucking who were, were you just talking about? Yossi. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. The up and fucking comer cider too. Like I believe cider like probably yeah, Fox. Like it's a know. very interesting uh uh it's question. a great fucking question. It is. Uh but that being said, like he he's not a defenseman though. Mm-hmm. He's a forward. But yeah, but he's saying if he would that to Sheldon Key games, he would be eligible to be in the running for the Norris if he plays a certain amount of games on defense. So how many games do you have to play to be a defenseman? Like I, like how many like I don't even know. I think you were saying it was around 30, isn't it? Yeah, because I know I know I want to say Sergei Fedorov played around 40 games and finished like sixth in Norris voting one year and he actually won the selkie that year as well so <laughs> i don't know that that's a very interesting question tristan i never even thought well, about it like, you know maybe maybe that's a better, better thing right he doesn't win the norris but he gets the selkie because he played so much on d yeah but who who knows if you're gonna pick of one of those two guys that you would want on your blue line you want marner or you want fedorov okay well that's the thing too right yeah, exactly. Because they're two totally, completely different playing styles. They're two totally different eras. Well, styles not 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 really, but the era of hockey is completely right. different. <laughs> I'd say the Selkie, if anything, Tristan. I'll okay. go with the Selkie, if anything. If you had to take one of those guys on D, which one are you taking? You want you want greater greater. That's what I mean. <laughs> but if you had to choose one. Well, I want Fedorov because he can do it all. He's got a good face-offs. He's faster than Marner. I don't know. I would love to see them both skate against each other in their prime. Well, obviously Marner's in his prime, but I mean Fedorov in his prime and Marner in their prime. I'd like to see them go head-to-head. I like Mitch Marner a lot. Like I love him as a hockey player. He's incredible. But Sergey Fedorov was also a big man. So Yeah, true. He's got some size, eh? Yeah, yeah, we're we're comparing apples to bananas right now. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just wondered what what yeah. you guys would thought on that. Um, World Juniors, there's a new team there this year, is there not? Yes, there is. This year, uh, Team Japan defeated Ukraine for the qualification round, and they will be in Group One. Uh, I don't know who else is in Group One. I think that still has yet to be determined, but they will be in Group One for the World Junior Championship being held at the end. In, into early of the new year but that's uh pretty crazy to see hey eh? it's good to see some of the asian countries uh getting recognition for their hockey development mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's nice to see some of these other uh, freaking countries. Did you, did you guys see completely off topic here? But I've seen, I don't know if it was on TikTok or something, but there was a hockey game and it was one of the, I want to say, was it Korea or was it Japan or whatever? But they were playing against Russia. Did you guys see the final score? The one game, I'm trying to think where it was. Oh, it was like 39 to nothing. Like not even shitting you. 39 to nothing. Was I want to say there was. It was some tournament somewhere, but it was like it was like Japan or or Korea or something versus like versus like Russia, and they were scoring like fourteen, fifteen goals a period. That's what I was saying. Was was Putin playing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, skating around, shooting it on the open net, uh, everybody cheering. But yeah, it was fucking nuts. So man, I I've never seen a hockey score that high. That was just something something completely off topic that just popped into my head. But I just didn't know if you guys seen it or not. No, didn't see it. Hale McCarr changed the ref's mind. So you know they always say that when you when you're in hockey that you can never you can never change a ref's mind. So what had happened was who got called on that? Someone got called on a trip, right? Barzell. Okay, yeah, not so Barzell. Barzell got called on a trip and then it ultimately ended with Kale saying to the ref, like, I tripped myself or tripped over my own feet. And then they called it back, didn't they? Yeah. They changed. They reversed it. But like, in, in all honesty, like he did give him a cross check, which, so he was going around the net, you know, uh, going to his right, and as he was crossing over, Barzell gave him a little cross check, like in the shoulder, and forced his inside leg to to kind of dig in a little bit. So when he went to cross over. With his left leg, it clipped the other leg, and and he totally just bailed. Yeah. And uh, he he went to the ref and said, "No, I tripped over my own feet." That's funny. Yeah, you'll probably never see that again in a hockey game. No, think- that's like it's like one of those uh, church uh, commercials, you know, where <laughs> you know, did you touch the ball going out of bounds? Yeah. So you did it. No, I touched <laughs> the ball going out of bounds. It's all my fault. That was funny though, but yeah, so that was pretty. Oh nuts. man! But how how honest is that guy, right? Yeah. Like he he's never cheating on his wife. No, and you're fucking giving that guy. He, now you're in the running for the fucking lady bang now. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you gotta exactly. Have, you gotta have like the most honest hockey player award now, right? And it'll well, be the <laughs> it'll be the Kale McCarr award. Throw that right up next, right up next yeah. to the SO one there. Fucking bam! Right on it. <laughs> um, Obi. Is a fucking he's less than a hundred now. Okay, but before we go, we before we go into that, can we talk about uh his Ovi's hit on Timmons into the bench? Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Like is he nuts. is a truck. Did his ass even hit the boards? I don't think I don't even think his feet touched the board. That's boards. what I mean. I think he just cleared it. Yeah, like right over top. And and like, I think he ended up like in the stick rack. Yeah, that was crazy. Like against the wall behind the bench. Like that's how hard he hit him. That's yeah. man, that's reminiscent of a of a hit my dad showed me from years ago. Uh Red Wings were playing uh Montreal and big Larry Robinson hit Ron Duguay clear over all the players on the bench just to that's, where the coaches stand, just blasting them. Fucking him. nuts, man. Like oh, I yeah. and you know Duguay is flying. Ever seen the air, Obi- like, oh yeah. Oh, oh, he's a truck though. He's what? He's like two hundred and thirty pounds or something. Yeah, like and six three. Yeah. yeah. You ever and seen? Duguay um, was what? What five ten, five eleven? Yeah. You know, yeah. buck sixty five. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's hockey. But Timmons is a big kid. He's, he's yep. a big, def- big defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And and uh, <laughs> like Ovi, mm-hmm. like he's what six three, two thirty probably two thirty. Yeah, well, it fluctuates. Yeah, he's between yeah, he's like 240, 230 every year. Yeah, so. depending on how much sauce he's crossing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he... um. So him oh, being... Uh, you ever see Ovi play soccer? Yeah, he's he's a... he. The first time he golfed, I think he got a hole-in-one. Didn't he, didn't he play a pro soccer game? Like in so. one of the... Yeah, he did. You should watch it. Or there's, whatever, a, yeah. there's a guy about 5'7", 135, tried to slide tackle him. He hit Ovi's forearm and looks like he got hit by a brick wall. It was hilarious. <laughs> like and it, it, he wasn't faking it either. It yeah. wasn't a, ow, give me, a, get him a yellow card. It was yeah. a, 
No, yeah. it was a true like I'm concussed. Yeah. How long do you guys how long do you guys think it takes him to catch Wayne? He's two and a half years. Two and a half years. Two and a half. Yeah, same. You think by this time, what, 2024-ish, he's pretty well close? Yeah. I would say uh, in the in – the... 2024-25 season? Yeah, but also... in February of 25. Yeah. I'm curious to see, like, he's fucking – but he's still doing it, man, like – said he's less less than 100 away so i believe his next goal is 801 is he's got to get backstrom back did he already he hasn't tied gordy yet has he no he, he needs a oh, hat trick 801 still. right or two no he needs two more he needs two more yeah no he's at i thought 801 is gordy and he just got yes. 800 so eight, he needs one, is one to tie yes. two, oh, two did to he win. just get eight yeah yes so he's okay. got one one to tie two to beat it because now I imagine the Howl boys are going to be following him around now. They're following him around right now. Yeah, until he breaks it. So, yeah. so that's pretty cool. So good luck, Ovi. We're 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 watching history right now, and it's it's amazing to watch. So I was I'm waiting watching for him, it, but I don't get like a hat trick against Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to be like, well, yeah, because I saw Gordy's and I saw Wayne's. So mm. yeah, so it'd be cool to see Ovi's too. Nah, I'd rather <laughs> still be in. Canadian boy. You saw Gordy's? Wait, well, wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. Scored his 800. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. I yeah. didn't see Gordy's first goal. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I was like, you yeah. seen Gordy Howe go from 0 to 800? That'd be crazy. Um, balls, Tristan. No, another, uh, another milestone, too, was Eric Carlson got his 700, 700th point as well so he's fucking buzzing this year too like he looks uh, like he's old eric carlson right now so did you guys so happy goal? for him what's that did you see the goal i did not know so he gets it at the point patented get ready for the clapper slap passes over to um what's his name timo meyer meyer and mm-hmm. one timer wide open cage because oh, the goalie yeah. was just pinned on him taking that shot mm-hmm. and he puts it between like three uh defensive guys right on the stick mm-hmm. boom top top yeah. cheese like, he it, it, mess it was awesome he, he there's rumors too that that he's going to be dealt so we'll have to fucking keep an eye on that as well going to toronto so We'll see what happens there. We're definitely going to watch that. Toronto. <laughs> Speaking of, they, can, they can't afford three dollars. They couldn't even afford a pack of gum right now, for fuck's sakes. Um, well, maybe some bubblelicious. <laughs> not to mention, they don't really. I don't know. They don't really have the pieces to go and try and get a guy like Timo Meyer. I don't think. The other thing too, oh, Carlson. <laughs> yeah, he he he's talking. Oh, Carlson. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking Meyer. There's no, no everybody's going to Carlson. Toronto, Tristan. Never. Okay. The eleven million dollar man is going to go to Toronto. Um, well, yeah, they're going to trade it for Tavares straight to, up. They're going to have to retain a lot of salary. The Sharks are going to have to if they're if they plan on sending him anywhere. So with that contract, yeah. So yeah, that's a we'll big see. fucking. We'll contract, see. Man. Speaking of but goals, but like he's leading, leading scoring in, in defenseman, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. he still is. But he carries he's got to be in the top ten in the league for scoring. He, he is, but he carries a heavy ticket, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, all those top-notch guys do. Is it a contract year for him or something? No, I don't think so. I think he still might have a couple years left. He's got like three more years left, yeah. I think. Yeah, two well. to three. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, speaking of goals, there was quick goals here actually. So we should say so. I don't really want to say because it it's against our Red Wings, but Dowd. Dowd mm. scored two goals in 11 seconds. Lindholm. You Lindholm wouldn't even think, got, though, that that's possible. It's crazy. Lindholm got two in 19 seconds. So, yeah. guys are boom, boom. <laughs> it's crazy. You you would think a guy scores, that's pretty much go to center ice, drop the puck, skate down in the end, and score again. That's pretty much what I, that's I couldn't like. even, That's I couldn't literally even get, what it was. Yeah. I couldn't even get down there and get a shot off in a lot of seconds. It was crazy, man. So <laughs> guys are scoring goals quick. So I don't know. I don't think that's the fastest two goals because I know guys have done three in like. Oh, no. The fastest two is like 
I want to say two seconds or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Because it was there was an empty netter, right? Oh, okay. right from okay. center ice, shoots it from the faceoff. So right. Yeah, I guess that's crazy though. The guys are scoring goals like that. What's um, up? a guy on the flip side. There's been a guy who's been stopping goals in a uh, pretty torrid pace for a rookie. The best record uh, by a rookie through first 15 feet games played as a goaltender. Mm-hmm. And who is that? Peter Kochkatov. Kochekov. There we go. Where's Got he? Got the name. Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I heard say. something on him. Yeah, so his record through his first 15 games is 10 wins, one loss, and four overtime or shootout losses. Oh, wow. His goals against average is 1.94, and the save percentage is 9.28. With who, who is that he plays for, Tristan? Carolina. Carolina. Wow. Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. They're a fucking buzzsaw right now. They got right Ward now. back then, eh? Yeah. And he's got uh, three shutouts as well in his first 15 games. Buzzing. Last thing, boys. Sound like the 73s goalies. Yeah. yeah pretty much, fuck. Um, last thing, Kevin Hayes being scratched, twenty nine points in thirty one games, and they're scratching him. You guys agree with this? Is this a move? Just saying that for Tort saying that is he essentially being made an example of? Which what I think he is. Why the fuck do you sit a guy that's almost a point a game? That's what I want to know. E- even better, even better. Kevin Hayes said in response. Yeah, do you have his quote? Uh, well, I no, but I but I'll say like uh, it's pretty close to what he said. He said in layman's terms. Yeah, he says maybe maybe it's about um it's it's time that they scratch the coach. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, that funny. wasn't that wasn't Kevin Hayes that. No, said that. that was Whitney that said that. Ryan. No, oh, you're right. Whitney I'm so either. sorry. It was uh, Keith Yandel. Yes, because Yandel was on. Yandel, that's what it was. I'm sorry. My apologies. He came on and said, uh, you know, like, why don't we scratch the coach? Like, Mm. but yeah, like, I I, I don't understand. Like, he's a veteran. You know, like, yeah, he's a minus 14, but the team's not that good either. And like, I think, I think they, there was something being said about like he's got to play more defensively well okay he hasn't played that way in his whole fucking career mm. but you want him to start now okay babcock let's let's take uh what was the kid that uh toronto traded to edmonton uh the defenseman tyson berry uh, tyson berry so tyson berry was a puck moving defenseman but uh babcock wanted him to be a stay home defenseman yeah well you you can't you can't teach that. They know what you, you got him for a certain reason, you know. And and yeah, Babcock or um, Tortorella came in later. He was already there, but you know, like, can't you just bring him aside? And and he can't even explain to the people why he's sitting, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any right. sense. But he's after- not, Tortorella said, "Well, that's between him and I." Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Hayes came out and said. I don't know why I'm sitting. Yeah, right. He hasn't talked to me about it. So what is he supposed to be a fucking mind reader? The only thing I can think of is why do you sit your leading goal scorer on a team that's having trouble scoring goals? Yeah, and then and so they sit (laughs) him and they lose seven three. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense to me. If it if if it is a thing about trying to send a message or get him to play more defensively, like like Rob said, he's never played like a critter out of the wild but you can't take the wild out of the critter so right. mm-hmm. yeah you're exactly right so i don't know that was kind of fucked but i just like i said i didn't know why you're sitting your leading goal scorer when your team's having issues putting pucks in the net so it just makes me it just it's it, it's a power move on towards spark let's face on the flip side that's all he does right yeah did you see did you see okay he doesn't lead the team in points but he has the highest uh points per game on the uh Flyers, Travis Konechny, did you see his gross goal last night? No, I didn't. Oh, oh my gosh. I'll, 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 I'll send it, it to you guys after. Yeah, definitely send me that. He goes, like to, nice he goes end to end, toe drags to the backhand, just like 
top roof, shelf, like roof under the top bar. Oh, I did see it. Yeah, four inches. I did see it. Send me that shit. It was incredible. It was gross. I definitely want to see it. Um, yeah. On that note, are you guys pretty uh pretty well good to go? No, yeah. we have to give another shout out to uh, Cam Jansen, uh, local Windsor Spitfire guy. Yes. Um, his mom passed away a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. and he's been on the Cam and Strick show talking about it, talking about the, you know, the dreams he's having, the the rough time he's having, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been through all of it, and I know exactly what he's going through. So I would just like to give a shout out to him and his family, and uh, you know. It, each day it gets a little bit easier, but it never gets easy. Yeah, it never just goes away. No. Yeah. So a good call on that one, Rob. I was actually um I was actually listening to that one and I was like, wow, he was he didn't hold back. He was an open book about it. He yep. he essentially he laid he laid it all out there for everybody. He told everybody what was going on and how he was feeling. And he told everybody about how his mom got him through all the addiction stuff when he was mm-hmm. playing with freaking St. St. Louis and stuff like that. Like she was, uh, she was a big, big part of his life, obviously with him growing up and stuff, but she was a big part of his recovery as well. So, um, but he gave so, a big shout out to his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Uh, that has stuck with him through everything. You know, too. like, uh, and, and how much she's been doing for him so he can do his job and have a little bit of peace of mind where he's not just dealing with it, uh, worrying about his dad. She was taking mm-hmm. care of that and, and good on her, you know, er, every good man needs a good woman and, uh, for sure. you know, good, good on her too. For sure. So Cam, we love you. Don't worry, buddy. Former, Windsor Spitfire maybe one day we can get Cam on here with us and maybe he can give Rido to run for his money and how many times the word fuck is said on the show so <laughs> so we'll see what happens but on that note the fellows we just want to wish everybody a merry christmas yep be safe don't drink and drive drink but don't drive and uh and just have a great time and hopefully Santa's is good to everybody yeah so on merry that note christmas everyone and- Rob, Tristan, signing off. We're out of here. We'll see you. Could do